This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. And a good Tuesday evening to you at six minutes after six o'clock. We're underway here. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins for this week. So you got me tonight, tomorrow, Thursday, as Reed is uh, fringing, doing his usual volunteer duties at the fringe. And then we got the big football game, of course, on Friday. Oh, we'll be talking a lot about that game this hour as the Edmonton Eskimos at 6-3 and three will face the 7-2 and two Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It is Military Appreciation Night, so it's definitely one of the uh, highlight nights of the year. Every home game is a highlight night, but every home game has its own unique highlight. And this is definitely one that we are very much looking forward to uh, for sure so uh, let's without further ado let's just get right into it because he's uh, sitting right across from me the uh, star long snapper I'm going to call you a star long snapper all right I'm trying to make you more money thank you uh, <laughs> and also Good the luck. host of King's Court yes there we go on Tuesdays so you were going to hear that later like here it. on 630. Jen Schrein. This week's a good one, too. Yes. Jordan Hoover. Jordan Hoover. Right? Yes. He's a great interview, actually. Hoover's outstanding. There you it's go. cool being on your guys' side. Now I see <laughs> the other side, and then, you know, some guy, I get it. Like, hey, you have a great interview. That was a great interview, Jordan. Well done, you know. And so. if, if you guess by now, it's Ryan King. Here we go. First of all, thank you very much for coming down. It's been busy for you today, so. It's all good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, always coming to 630, Chad. Come talk some football. So uh, I want to talk about the, the the media side of things with you and planning, you know, planning and thinking of ideas a little bit later. But uh, you're coming off a big win, getting ready for a big game. I mean, they're all big games. It's funny. I love the football speak, and I totally agree with it. Well, what's the biggest game of the year? Well, it's the next one on your schedule, right? Well, this game is a pretty big one because it's, uh, you know, there's a lot on the line here. But do you think about that at all? Well, you know going into the week who you're, who you're facing. You know, you do all the team breakdown. You watch film all week on them every single day, all day. And uh, so you eventually, you know, you build up your own hype for the game. I think some guys like to get more hype than others. Some guys like to put more uh, excitement into the week than others. I think at this point in my career, I'm much more of um, understanding that this is a big game, but there's going to be a bigger games coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're following this game with the Labor Day games, which are always more on my excitement as an Edmontonian level. And then we're in playoffs before you even know it. So um, it's good to have these games because you get to kind of test yourself with uh, with a big dog. And, um, you know, these are big games you want to have for the standings and, you know, just as team morale. Yeah, because, you know, the, another line I've heard before is, see, if we lose this game, not that, you know, you want to lose it at all, but if we lose this game, we don't lose the Grey Cup. So there are other games to be played. That being said, 1-0 is always the goal every week. Yeah, there's no question. You know, you play 18 regular season, two preseasons, 
playoffs. We're running 23 games seasons potentially, and um, every game does matter. You look at last year, we didn't make playoffs by one game. Uh, mm-hmm. you, I could go five games, we should have won, you know, and we're in, right? So that's where, you, you know, you have to professionally know that every game truly does matter. It's the next game up. There's no way you want to go into a game ever without the intentions of um, coming out with a win. Six and three. You're at the halfway mark. You're at six and three. Um, how do you think this club got to six and three? How would you evaluate the first nine here? Well, the first nine are big, especially coming from a newly uh, revamped football team. Uh, we've had a lot of new faces come in. It takes time for them to get their places and situations and their, you know, just the whole Edmonton vibe, right? The guys mm-hmm. got to come in here and they got to understand the city they're playing for, learn the culture, eat the restaurants, meet the fans, all that kind of stuff. And I think once you get to that, you do see um, guys that come on the team from other teams, they, they see how important the Eskimos are in Edmonton mm-hmm. and how much winning is a good thing in Edmonton. <laughs> You've um, noticed that, of course. <laughs> you, you know, you got to lose one to see how passionate the fan base is about just losing any game. Yeah. And so I think at 6-3 and three right now, midway point, we're in a great spot. Um, I think Brock's done a great job of bringing in a bunch of leaders in the locker room, and it takes time even for those leaders to lead. So it's been cool for me being a part of a lot of locker rooms, but especially with this year with the big transition, uh, seeing a, you know guys like Larry Dean, Trevor Harris walk into leadership roles and they don't yeah. even know it yet. That was Mike Riley and J.C. Sherritt. You have this locker room. And it's cool to see different styles of leadership. Those guys lead different than Mike and J.C. did. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just cool to be a part of that and support those guys and all that. And um, so that's the kind of stuff you see turnover in the locker room or onto the field being six and three. We're getting wins early and we're new, but it's because we have a tight locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, we have good vets that have been around the locker room for a long time. Uh, our coaching staff's been around for a couple of years now, a couple of new improvements. Um, so I think we're just clicking. We're, we're getting healthy. Guys are excited to play. And, um, you know, obviously us veterans always say the season starts at, at Labor Day. So we got one more game to <laughs> to get a dub, and then we'll be 7-3 uh, and three going into Labor Day games is the plan. There you go. That is the plan for sure. You talked about the, the, leaders, the leaders that have come in, and that's unusual because usually if you sign a guy that's been a leader on their previous team, that player can't come in and be a leader right away on the new team because there are other leaders and they're coming into a core. But when you have this massive turnover, uh, Larry Dean kind of has to be that leader and Trevor Harris has to be that leader. And they are also were given, like you say, the character aspect of it and the, the, the team environment. They're kind of, were they not just given a, a runway and a platform to say, look, this is, this is yours now. I mean, th- this is what, this is what we're doing here. This is a, a kind of what we, va- our values are very high in character and team building and, and being together as one is not the platform right there for anyone to just walk in in that scenario and be a leader. Well, I think that's when you see the true leadership in both of them because not all leaders could just roll into a room like that in yeah. an environment like that and lead the room, right? That That's a very difficult task to win over a whole entire locker room that you haven't played with many guys at all. And there's a lot of trust that has to be given from the player side into these guys to lead the team and, and they did they accomplished that right off the bat um, both of them are very 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 good leaders on and off the field and um, you know in regards to, to the runway I think uh, Edmonton's so historically cultured mm-hmm. in how that locker room is um, and you know this is a true kind of behind the scenes insight to the locker room but I've seen three GMs turn over I've seen three head coaches turn over and 
the whole squads have been just dismantled every year. Mm-hmm. But the same style of leaders come in and lead, and the same runway that you speak of is is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless if it's Mike or Trevor or Larry or JC, the, the the locker room is set up to culturally run as it does, and that's to be successful to win games. And I think when you look at that from top down, you want your starting quarterback to be your leader, and you want your middle linebacker to be your leader on defense. Yeah. So, yeah, did they walk into a great environment? Yeah, but they still had to walk in, win the room, trust the room, and, and be leaders on and off the field, and they've both done that. I remember talking to both Larry and Trevor in training camp, and, you know, more Trevor than Larry. Larry's a little quiet, you know, but I remember Larry, one thing he said is, I'm learning from Amando Sewell. Right, he's teaching me about the Eskimo way and and how we do things, and I'm trying. He's letting me be be me and be a leader as well. And then when Trevor Harris was asked about, okay, how do you bring all this 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 new group together? He says as one. He says we we do it by trusting and caring for each other. And you can go, wow, that's that's amazing, right? It it was such a simple answer that came out of the lips instead of, well, we gotta make sure we're in our playbook and you you know you know the football vernacular that or the football speak that's that that's out there. But it was about togetherness as as a team more than the X's and O's. It seems like we get that together, we trust each other, we we uh, we care for one another. The X's and O's are gonna come together. Well, and, there, and that was a big focus of uh, Coach Moss this offseason. Um, I'm part of the leadership committee that he puts together in the offseason to break down, you know, our weeks and when we're in and when we're out and when our days are off. And, you know, so he, he lets us be really hands-on as a, as a, as a group of players uh, when it comes to the scheduling and, and all the stuff that no one sees and that we're heavily involved in. And um, that was a big thing for him. It was, you know, team barbecues, day A's, you know, when we yeah. could have a day off. Right, so why not have a barbecue for two hours and have everyone's families come in as well too? Now mm-hmm. you have families meeting families, so when you build that bond that you know um, families are are meeting and kids are playing together, you you just you want to play more for each other, um, you know. So from that side of things, I think that's very successful doing that. Whether the, the more we, we've been bowling by week, we did things. Uh, we went to the shooting range. And yeah. We're bringing bus loads of guys out that have never done these things, and I've always found here in Edmonton in previous years. And especially in 15, I brought a whole group of, uh, you know, Dion Lacey, Dexter McCoyle, Otha Fossey. I brought them up to Lake Louise. We got a cabin up in the woods, and the guys had never even seen the mountains before, right? So we, right. we want to culturally let people <laughs> into Edmonton, and that's what we are. We're together. We're a community kind of team, um, and, and that's the vibe that we've set. Now, Coach Moss can do all these things, but it's still the leaders in the room that have to still lead on the field. That's what, you know, winning football games gets you. But... When you build a, an organization and a culture like that, um, when that trust is open in there, then you can have the Larrys and the Trevors walk in and, and be successful as leaders right. because you, it's we all want that. So going to his, we're all one, I love that because that's exactly what it is. And you've mentioned Coach Moss many times about this. It seemed like he was the leader in, look, we got we to gotta have the room and the culture the way it needs to be in Edmonton and the Eskimo way. It, it, what have you seen out of Jason Moss from year one to now as, as a head coach? It's And not to go back, I'll, and I'll, I'll go to Coach Moss really quickly, but I, I've seen this with uh, uh, Chris Jones. So he came in as rookie head coach. Right. Very defensive-minded, very, you know, this is how we're winning games. He's a defensive coach. I get it. Our whole organized, like, you know, team was built defensively. 
Uh, very similar to Coach Moss his first year, but on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. So everything's kind of very offensively run, and we're trying to score, 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 where Coach Jones is trying to stop scores, and we'll win in that way. So two totally different ways to structure a team and win. Mm-hmm. Um, we're playing the CFL, and you got to score points, so I'm okay with the, the vibe we have now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Coach Moss, I think, naturally came in as the OC and the head coach. That's that's a lot to do anyways. Yeah. Um, he was the OC before, so that was comfortable. Head coach to learn. Comes in the second year, you know, gets Jordan, our OC now, involved in the game, which was a huge move for him. He still obviously oversees his, Jordan's kind of his protege mm-hmm. OC. And um, now he runs just a really great, full, organized, sits in D meetings, sits in special teams meetings, um, understands the more it's more about the overall of the team not just the offense and scoring goals it's how is this guy's living arrangements at home doing are these guys rooming together good like there's so many more things head coaches got to deal with i don't think you would naturally know <laughs> yeah your baby you're basically babysitting 60 grown men yep. that are not from edmonton and you got to make sure they're all <laughs> at practice every day right so yep. <laughs> as an oc you're just sitting there drilling game film and, <laughs> and uh you know barking plays out there but now you're you're responsible for an entire football team you're managing so. people People, not just yeah. 60 players you're yeah. managing 60 people big time and he's done a great <laughs> job at that um he's a player he's a player coach as he played in edmonton he knows the culture of edmonton so he fits well into how the things flow here um and i think it's great to have him here and aj gas and tucker and these guys that have they know the culture here so it's this is just norm to them and when players see the coaches act norm as well they it, it helps us in building our culture of this 2019 roster right uh, we're not only leading the coaches are leading we all are on the same page and um, that's how you know to me being top down uh, communicated and and um, you know all on the same page that's how you win football games Ryan King Eskimos long snapper also the uh, the host of the ever popular Kings Court program here on Tuesdays here on 630 Chet Inside Sports also the 630 Chet Morning News uh, we're just talking some uh, Eskimo football here for the next uh, little while here this hour on 630 Chet Inside Sports if you got a question for Ryan uh, you can uh, text in at 630-630 uh, we'll, we'll get to as uh, many as we can but uh, pleased to be joined in the studio by Ryan King we'll have more as it's 630 Chet Inside Sports on this Tuesday evening Campbell in for Wilkins This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. This hour, we are joined by Ryan King, Edmonton Eskimos long snapper, as we uh, talk about the game coming up uh, between the Edmonton Eskimos and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. 5.30 is countdown to kickoff. 7 o'clock is the kickoff between the Eskimos and Bombers and talking about a number of other topics. And uh, one topic I want to talk about is all this team building you do and the, and the, and the barbecues. And, and I, in training camp, I saw the camping games breaking out the lawn darts and the you know we've seen uh we've seen uh table tennis games being uh being played in the dressing room uh uh you're all competitive right and is this just not another way of just being competitive while you're having fun for sure it is yeah. and, and a lot of this too is uh coach moss too like he loves this stuff you know <laughs> yes. he was backup qb i'm sure like he you know <laughs> i walk, i grew up watching coach moss i i know how he was a teammate guy he, you know he would do anything for the team kind of vibe and um you know this off season again how do we make this better how do we make it a tighter group how do we make you know which will again we all we all agree that it will get us more wins and yeah. that's the whole goal of all of this is um getting the locker room together so he we got a ping pong table in the locker room 
which we ne- we've never had. I've been trying yeah. to get a ping pong table for like <laughs> se- seven years. Like, go ask Dwayne. <laughs> Good luck. You know what I mean? Um, and so that's how we and we had a fo- we had a foosball table in the player lounge before. Yeah. Which took a long time to get and uh that's now in the locker room so we have two <laughs> gaming devices in the locker room which is uh super competitive so the ping pong league and the foosball league are basically active every day nice. post practice um and you know all the extracurriculars it's all uh coach moss divided us all up into teams in training camp so each group has a, a d-line o-line receiver running back special teams guy you know we spread us all out and all through training camp, we sat with our groups. So you're going to get to know your groups mm-hmm. and you're going to get your little ins at all the positions, you know, and all that stuff. And then we would compete as groups. So if it was, uh, like you said, the lawn darts and all the washer toss and all that kind of stuff. And then and it even goes deeper into um, we do um, our directory at the Eskimos. So we'll do a start a meeting off with 10 pictures of random people in our organization and if your group knows it you get points and everything builds to an overall score every about six games then we get all gift carded out for a nice. pretty, pretty good amount you really have to know your organization right yeah and it's part of it you know <laughs> yeah. and i've been a big believer and i was told that back in the taylor inglis the maddie bertrand days is uh you know get to know the, the security guy by your by your gate get to know you know the people that are just everyone around you you know because those are the people that you know you really are kind of truly playing for those are your, that's your city those are the people that work for the city you know yeah and um that's kind of you know the vibe that he that he put in and and it's working um you know now i walk anyone walks around the the stadium and, and they know this is this is deb she's yeah. in tickets here's your finance here's this so i think it's been very successful um from just bringing not only the culture of the eskimos and the eskimo way f- being in the locker room but also the second floor the third floor and the fourth floor um and the more successful like we said before all four levels are together the more successful you're going to be you know um we have had like great lines of communication everything there's been from a pa side even there's no issues but it's such easy to open door policy another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. See from top down and, and we really are uh, a very, very, very united organization right now. All right. Can you stay uh, for a little bit after the news? Is that okay? Of course. Yeah? Okay. Very good. Brian King joining us, Evan Eskimos long snapper. So we'll find out about your, uh, I want to ask you about your uh, fantasy football love, or is it obsession? Is it a sickness? Well, it, yeah, what is it? Probably a, what is it, Ryan? A combination of all of the above, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a football player, professional football, that's all I do, you know? So... I'm, uh, I'm pretty deep into it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk about that, and we'll uh, talk a little bit about your uh, your your fun with Kings Court, and uh, a little bit more on uh, as we. I shut my mic off. Isn't that good, Kellen? You did. Isn't that good? <laughs> Wrong mic. I was gonna. There we go. I was gonna shut Ryan's mic off, and I shut my own off. Anyway, uh, Eskimos bombers coming up on Friday. Military Appreciation Night. It's going to be a lot of fun. There you go. Back with more of Inside Sports after the news.
this is Greg Ellingson of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Shed. Tuesday night in Edmonton, 6.30 inside sports. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins this week. We have Ryan King, Edmonton Eskimos long snapper uh, in studio talking about, uh, oh, lots of things. Eskimo 6-3, and three, big game coming up on uh, Friday night against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It is also Armed Forces Night, Military Appreciation Night. Uh, some cool ticket deals as well, Ryan. Yeah, we're... Um Obviously, this this is a big game for our organization uh, and for a lot of the players. A lot of the players have some military connections, and and you, even the guys that don't, you know, we still all uh, like to support our Canadian Armed Forces. And I know our organization. Uh, we always do events in the off season, going up to the bases and meeting and greeting all the the military members. And that you know, it means a lot for me. This is my favorite game of the year. We get to fly over. Uh, you get to look up and just see a packed stadium full of all of our um, all of our members. And and you know, it's cool to to see that we can um, entertain them mm-hmm. uh, for a night when, you know, the men and women out there, are, you know, uh, entertaining us every day that we don't see, uh, protecting our, our country. And, and we have, from the playing side and um, organization side, we had nothing but tremendous amount of support for everything that they do. So we want to have a big night for them. And I've mm-hmm. always enjoyed uh, this one. And so we have a couple uh, um, ticket uh, options that you can do. I think this is really cool this year. You can, for 59 bucks... First of all, you get a Trevor Harris bobblehead. Who would have want that? The uh, top performer of the week in the Canadian Football League. And it's a bobblehead. Bobbleheads are pretty cool. Yes. So you get one of those, and you get to send two uh, Canadian Armed Forces members to the game. So if you want to show your support um, from yourself sitting on your couch, if you want to go and send some some, uh, military members, you you can go to the store, you can can purchase those, and and we will send two uh, Armed Forces members to the game on you, which is a cool way for you to support uh, other other ways you can do it is a uh, $5 bandana you're going to get at all the doors uh, entering the game. All proceeds go to military members mm-hmm. um, as well. So that's always a, a good idea. And um, it's always just cool to, you know, show up and, and show your support regardless if there's one game that you want to you wanna come to. And it's a, it's a battle for first. It's a divisional game. It's going to be a beautiful night. 7 o'clock kickoff, Friday night lights, military night, flyover. Come on, you know what I mean? Sing it, Ryan. Sing it. uh, (laughs) Let's be real with all that, and it's going to be a huge environment. Kids get in free again, uh, 17 and under, which is pretty cool. In the last game, uh, end zones were packed, which we've never even let people sit there, so Mm -hmm. it's cool to see see that and people taking advantage of that. And, um, yeah, it's going to be be a great game to come out to. There's no question. The vibe at Commonwealth over the last number of, uh, I'd say what, I mean, we all talk about 2015. But I think 2015 West Final on, it's been a really cool vibe at Commonwealth, and I think it's it's stayed the same. Yes, are, is your hair standing up yeah, on end there, Ryan? I'm not even kidding you when I think <laughs> about that. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's great, and it's good to see that. And, and to you know, for me to you and radio people, um, <laughs> I, I, I have a weird I – I have these feelings, man. You know, I – feel like I can predict some things sometimes. I, I The vibe going right now is, is abnormally good. We're moving in the right direction. Guys are getting healthy. Um, you know, the locker room's mingling well. Everyone's cool with each other. There's no issues. Like, at halfway mark, that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how in 
going back to 15 then that's how it was you felt it yeah it was special it was different than other years and this is a different year um and we're in a great position to you know really go on a run here and it's going to happen real quick so if there's a game to hop on board become a second half eskimo season <laughs> fan uh this is a great way to start it off with uh, supporting the military and uh coming out and seeing us uh, get a big divisional win Exciting offense, exciting defense. Special teams is becoming exciting too. Uh, you're the return man. I mean, it, and I think it's only a matter of time before the new returner, Kristen Jones, he breaks one. But it's been, uh, it's a fun, exciting football team. And I, I know the the line is just win, baby, however you can. But this is a fun football team to watch in all phases of the football. Yeah, there's no question. And we're getting guys really buying into to the all three phases thing now. You know, it takes some time to push your teamer teams guys together who's going to be playing a little bit offense package wise and playing all the team. you know you got to work all that stuff out mm-hmm. and uh we got a great group of uh young guys on special teams that have come in and they're just sponges uh they come me and cal and blair smith and and tuck and all these these you know our veteran guys we're we're in there working our hands and working moves that we've been using and doing for years and it's just these guys are like oh yeah that'll work real well and you yeah. see them go and do it in a game it's cool <laughs> Um, so we're 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 coming together from that side, offense, defense, nothing but but faith in both of those. You know, yeah. you got Coach Moss tagged to that, and you got Philip Lawley as our DC tagged to the defense, and we don't even need to talk about our defense because their playing uh, explains all that. And um, you know, we we are we're a very explosive football team. We're very exciting. Like I said, something something special is going to happen here with this group, and uh, it's the perfect timing to kind of hop on board. Now with NFL season coming up in just over two weeks, I hear you're a fantasy football nut. Maybe. Maybe. How many pools are you in right now? Or leagues are you in right well, now? Well, I'm in three, and I have two others that are <laughs> I'm trying to get out of, but I never end up. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in a lot, actually. I'm in for more than I want to be in. Uh, but, I'm a, yeah, I'm a fantasy football nut. I love fantasy football. I've been playing it for years. And, yeah. Uh, I got keeper leagues and guys that, you know, just that I grew up with in the city, college, old college one. We got the Eskimo one uh, drafted on Sunday, and I'm the I'm the draft day coordinator, so I'm responsible <laughs> to put together our draft. It's a and, blessing and a curse, isn't it? Yes, but at least I'm not commissioner. I got to step down as commissioner. Oh, good. Logan uh, Kilgore stepped up as the commissioner <laughs> and our acting board. Yeah, he got to hire our uh, board of representatives uh and i i just took down and said you know what let me be draft day coordinator i'll put together a good draft day for all the boys so uh yeah, sounds very that's elaborate ryan go. Okay? so i think that pretty much explains uh explains that but uh yeah there's some exciting uh trades that happened this off season there's lots of movement that happened in the nfl yeah. um lots of coaches moved around you know, you're seeing guys hold out and all that kind of stuff. So it's, a, yeah, another good fantasy football year coming up. Helmet grievances and things like that. I traded Antonio Brown two Did weeks you? ago on the bus to Calgary for a third rounder in this upcoming draft. And boy, Might be the move of the year, to be honest. <laughs> so um, I was questioning that at the time, but then all this mess that he's causing over there in Oakland, uh, I'm glad I'm not a part of it. But I think he's going to be good. <laughs> Oakland will get better with him. But, uh, yeah, excited to... Not only get in the second half of our season, but that always means fantasy football. We we draft on the Labor Day. Our uh, last three years in a row, we've drafted on the bus ride home from the Calgary game. Okay, 
and I, I, I don't know why, but that's always draft day. <laughs> my whole, like, I hate it, but it, at least I go on the bus after and I have my headphones on and my computer's out and <laughs> got to win. That's your decompression time after Labor Day. It stresses me out, man. I mean, draft day is stressful. <laughs> I'm more stressed about that than almost playing games, I swear. But, uh, yeah, no, it's fun. It's good to get the guys in the locker room, too. It's just another one of those team things that we do. You know, you got 14 guys in the Eskimo one. They were doing um, interviews today with uh, potential candidates. Oh, yeah? So, uh, and it's <laughs> happening on our QB row. That's where I sit. So it's pretty funny to hear uh, the questions they were they were asking them. Uh, I'll keep that confidential. Uh, but, yeah, no, we're excited. It's going to be good. Okay. Before we move on, I just want to make an observation. So when I asked you how many leagues you're in, you said three. And then you got fidgety, and then you, your eyes just started all over the place because you said, "Well, I'm going to be in. I'm going to be in a couple more." You almost it's like this. I don't want to be in them, but I just can't say no to them because I love this stuff so much. You are the prototypical yeah. fantasy football addict, nut, <laughs> addict, whatever. Well, then you get into pools and pro lines and sport. You know, there's lots of other angles we can go into here, but uh, I, I usually win every year. So I'll say, and I track it because I'm not trying to lose money. I'm trying to. <laughs> And I do, I, you know, so I usually come out at least up a little bit or at least pay for my my time a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> hey, if anyone needs someone else in their fantasy football league, I'm, I'm looking for more leagues. <laughs> See, there yeah, it is. Yeah, there my, it is. There's my self-promo See, right there. All that, all that, oh, I don't know if I should do this. Yeah. And right at the end, he goes, if you need me, I'm there, okay. Scoop so. into a couple <laughs> leagues and win those real quick, pay for my other ones. Let's go. Here's a, a text. I enjoy a list. I don't know who sent this in, but thank you anyway. I listen and enjoy King's Court. This morning was great, not only because of Jordan. Ryan is a great ambassador. There you go. There we go, fans. King's Court fans. I love it. I love it. It's been a cool experience to do this. Uh, Morley Scott contacted me in the offseason, and I asked him, are you sure you know what you're doing here? Buddy? <laughs> like, uh, All right, I'll do it, you know. Uh, and I've enjoyed it, though. It's been fun being part of a radio show and uh, – you know, kind of seeing the behind-the-scenes life of your guys' life. You know, I'm at home doing a little bit of research on my teammates, so I'm getting yeah. to know them better, and uh, it's fun. We'll have, uh, if anyone has any uh, requests, you can reach out to 630 Chat. I'll make sure I uh, get all those so player you're, requests. So you're, you're, you're the long snapper, you're the host of King's Court, and you're also the producer of that particular show, and you're the researcher of that particular show. I don't know how much Morley helps. I don't know what, yeah, well. Wow, nice. I'm trying to. That's good. Maybe I, like I shouldn't it. do that. Okay. Yes, you're the producer, which involves research Wait, there. Producer. Okay. Right. I got to make sure my boss doesn't say, no, we can't pay him that much. Okay. So, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so is, is Morley uh, giving his two cents too, or is he a guy that just says, hey, here's the, here's the recorder. Do what you want. He, he's he been great. Like he, he gives me recommendations, gives me feedback each week. You know, I've had to tighten my intros and exits out and, you, you just learn sometimes that when you're the host, you just think you got to talk, but you really don't. It's about the person coming on the show and uh, uh, good questions, quick questions, things like that. So I take what he says seriously because I know he really means it. You know, he's like, yeah. yeah, that was good, but we should probably be a little quicker here. You should probably do this. And I'm like, okay, I'll try my best. You <laughs> you know, well, so. you, you've done very well. So well, I appreciate you, it. It's been fun. And thank you so much for coming down. Look forward to the game on Friday, Military Appreciation Night, and uh, the quest to go 7-3. and three. And... Mm. I heard coming up next mm-hmm. is a new segment on 630. Yes. Well, it's, it's getting not. massively new yes. ratings. The-
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Best new show on radio. Stay tuned. Coming up next, King's Court with your host, Ryan King. This is Don Unama of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to the Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight. That was a fun, fun 45 minutes with Edmonton Eskimos long snapper Ryan King, the host of this particular program by the name of King's Court. Let's hear what he's got this week. We have Jordan Hoover on the show today. Jordan, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Let's start with uh, a couple of years ago, you got uh, you got the phone call from the Eskimos on draft day. Uh, let's just uh, walk me through how draft day went for you and uh, how cool that experience was to get drafted by the Edmonton Eskimos. So uh, waking up waking up game day, uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, I guess waking up game day, it was a lot of uncertainty. You know, uh, we had a nice little draft party at uh, my girlfriend's house. At, and, uh, you know, I uh, going through the combine process, I had really only time to three teams so I was a little unsure you know where my future lie um, come come the end of draft day uh, I remember getting a phone call from Edmonton that morning it was uh, the first time I'd ever spoken to them uh, they kind of just asked me you know bounced a couple of questions off you know general questions and uh, asked me if this was a cell phone that I'd be taking calls on tonight which I said of course uh, you know they kind of just asked me what it'd be like being drafted by Edmonton and I said you know nothing short of a dream come true I just uh, really want a team to go to that go to a team that wanted to take a chance on me and give me an opportunity to, to show them what I was capable of, and uh, thankfully in the fourth round, Edmonton called, and I uh, couldn't be happier to be here. That's awesome, and like you said, um, you know, an opportunity that you've definitely taken advantage of. First two seasons, you had a great uh, special teams role on the team, um, you know, and you did a great job uh, stepping in as a rookie. I think it was nine tackles the uh, first year, eight tackles second year. Now moving into a defensive role, uh, you've come in this season uh, starting safety. How cool was it for you to not only go from being drafted by the Eskimos, having a big contribution on special teams, and now uh, being able to basically run the defense from the safety perspective? Uh, it's incredible. I mean, uh, one of our philosophies here as a team is trusting the process, and uh, my process started here three years ago. You know, um, kid from Waterloo, unsure of my fit. You know, I thought for sure after camp I'd be sitting on a plane going home saying, you know, I'll be back next year, but uh, fortunate enough to, to stick around, uh, team, team take a chance on me, uh, you know, contribute on special teams. You know, nine tackles might not seem like a lot, but, you know, you're, there's also the blocking uh, return gains you're, you're showing up on um, – and then just kind of developing as a player and, and, and growing and maturing and then making plays for your teammates to, you know, so you can build the chemistry and the trust. And then uh, next thing you know, they're taking a chance on you to, to run the defense. And, uh, you know, obviously that comes with a, with its own set of challenges that, you know, I, I take uh, full, you know, on full, fully willingly. Um, you know, I take it a, as a challenge, as a personal goal to, to go out there and, and be myself and, and be the best I can be and, and, you know, encourage my teammates around me to also do the, do the, the same thing. So at the end of the day, we're all playing at our best at a high level. And you're doing a great job of that. You're being, uh, you know, I see your leadership skills. Uh, you're, you've turned 
into a it's a quick quick veteran, right? You go from a rookie to a vet real quick, and you're doing a great job in it. Let's go into the off season. Obviously, uh, your first two years in the league, you know, you're training hard, you're getting ready for the combine. Obviously, combine stuff isn't exactly related to playing on the football field. Right. So now, two three years later, um, what kind of stuff have you changed in the off season? Have you stuck around here? Uh, let's just talk about that. Well, location being being uh, the big one um, this off season, I I stuck around here. Um, it was my obligation to this team. You know, I, I wanted to show my commitment. Uh, you know, I had the, the last off season. I went home to Ontario. Uh, I was in, uh, you know, I guess you say foreign territory. I stayed in southern Ontario. Um, I, I worked out with my uh, my train out in Brantford, uh, with Ian Bradley, and we did so, you know combine speed stuff. But then I wanted to focus more on uh, you know powerlifting and volume this time. Uh, like I said, staying local, having an opportunity to work with some of the guys that stuck around. Uh, you know, Arjun was there, some of the old linemen and stuff like that. Uh, so it really gave me a chance to work with my teammates uh, in our building, be around the coaches when they came for their meeting and stuff like that. So again, it was it was just showing myself, you know, my commitment and showing the team my commitment to you know this organization and proving myself, you know, over the off season. Then and, and hopefully it related and showed up, you know, come game time in this season. Well, it definitely has. Uh, you come into the season, you got seven starts at safety, you've racked up 17 tackles, special teams, you've got a sack, two interceptions, forced fumble. You're all over the place. It's good to see, uh, you know, guys stick around in the city. I always tell guys that the longer you can stay around here, the more involved you're going to get in the team, the more community stuff you're going to get involved with. And that's the next question I got for you. You're always uh, out and about in the community of Edmonton. Uh, you've kind of embraced Edmonton as your hometown. Uh, let's just talk about the city of Edmonton and, uh, you know, what's uh, been kind of most exciting for you in these uh, last couple of years. Well, I guess I should start off by saying that Edmonton to me is home now. That's uh, why uh, my girlfriend and I chose this as our off-season destination this year. Um, I mean, like, again, we're talking three years ago when I first came in as a rookie. You're not, not sure what to expect, but uh, this city is definitely, uh, you know, welcoming almost as their son. I mean, these fans are incredible. This fan base is incredible. This community is incredible. Nothing short of that. I mean, they're so welcoming. Any, anytime I'm wearing the Eskimo jersey or any type of apparel, you know, and I'm going out and representing the Eskimos, I mean, this this community is so welcoming, and they give me every opportunity to grow with them and appreciate everything that they, they have to offer, and I'm forever indebted to this city for welcoming me. Well, this is uh, Edmontonians. Uh, we love having you here. Uh, your hard work goes uh, very much noticed while you're on the field and off the field. Um, you live by the farmer's market. Uh, let's uh, let's just talk about uh, what are some of the things uh, Jordan Hoover is going to get from the farmer's market. Uh, if Jordan Hoover gets out of bed in time or doesn't have meetings, Jordan Hoover is definitely going for the fresh produce. And I got put on by my good friend uh, Armando Sewell, uh, the Epsom salts. That's a go-to. You know, got to get that real good Epsom salts. There's a nice little lady that sells it to you, so I highly recommend those. Nice. Uh, give me some restaurants. What you, what's your game day breakfast? Uh, you got any secret little spots you found in Edmonton, or are you just a Cactus Club or else Joey's going to No, I, uh, I try and stay away from the Cactus Club as much as I can. Uh, there's a nice little spot on 104 there I live in on. Uh, there's a Blue Plate Diner. Um, mm. My roommate, Mac, and I usually go there for breakfast, but they actually relocated, I think, on the 124, so I'm going to have to venture my way out that way. But other than that, you know, I'm uh, really big into the shawarma lately, so any, anytime I can hunt down a good plate of shawarma, and I'm obviously open to recommendations. And then other than that, I like to try everything at least once, so I, I try not to, to frequent the same locations. I'm open to everything, so I'm kind of moving freely around the downtown area trying to see what's good what's on special like i said taking as many recommendations as i can i'm open
That's awesome. A uh, couple more little quick questions here. What's your favorite uh, road game? What's your favorite stadium to play in on the road? And uh, what's the one stadium that you just uh, kind of hate playing in? Okay, so I guess uh, I'm biased. I'm from Ontario, so I like playing at home. So I get to see a lot of my family. But my, my favorite my favorite stadium to play in other than home, obviously, I'm going to say Winnipeg. I, uh, I think it's an incredibly hostile territory. I, I love the environment. And uh, the one I hate the most, I would say, is traveling all the way all the way out to Montreal. Uh, guy, it must have been the heat this year. There were the long flights, but I'm not. I'm not a fan of playing in Montreal. Yeah, and that was. Uh, it's definitely different with the weather when you get out there. Even the last Toronto game, I know uh, the boys be leaking and uh, be landing at five o'clock in the morning. It's always hard to adjust. Uh, wish you the best of luck for the rest of the year. Thanks for coming on the show. And that is another episode of King's Court on 6:30. Chet, I will see you next week. Yes, he will. Ryan King with another edition of King's Court. Eskimos getting set to play the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, they had some uh, tough news today and some good news today. Offensive lineman Tommy Dreheim, who left the game in Toronto, of course starting left tackle, left the game late in the first quarter. Uh, he is on a six-game injured list, so that's not good news. So you can expect, uh, I would say Kyle Saxlid will start at left tackle. He uh, finished the game in Toronto and looks like that's... Uh, that's what's going to happen. So they did bring in an offensive lineman by the name of Eric Lofton, who has uh, some experience with the Ottawa Red Blacks in 2017 and 2018, appeared in four games over two seasons. Here's the good news. Calvin McCarty has been activated off the six-game injured list, so he looks like he will be available to at least return. So he's in the mix again. Peter Sender has been moved back to the practice roster after playing a couple games. And Trevor Harris was named a CFL top performer of the of the week total touchdowns for Harris five three touchdowns through the air and two on the ground 420 yards three touchdown passes ran another two on eight carries this season Harris has a 72% completion rate has thrown for over 3000 yards so he's on pace for a 6000 yard season Incredible. 13 touchdowns. He's also rushed 81 times, uh, 81 yards, that is, and six touchdowns. He currently leads the CFL completions in yards thrown and total touchdowns with 19. Second player, uh, top performer of the week for Harris. Eskimos play the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Friday. Oh, we got tickets. Yes, we do. Four pack of tickets on the line here for caller number. Oh, we're going to say five, Kellen. Caller number five. Number five. There you go. You must be five. You must be five. That is correct. Next hour, next half hour, we'll uh, talk with Stan Marple, the U of A Golden Bears. He's our general manager. Big recruiting day today. We'll talk about that and more next hour on Inside Sports. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.